Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the nation. That's Barbecue Nation. I'm JT along with, not this week, though, Leanne Whippen. Uh, Camaro Dave, Commander Chris are running around in the background, and we would definitely like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef the way nature intended. You can check them out online at naturalbeef.com. And also, we'd like to thank uh, Leanne for her pig powder. Um, I actually have some few bottles left here in my office uh, from an event we did before we went back to the Jack. And um, I'm going to thank her a lot for that, because that'll probably get me through the winter. Uh, anyway. So, as you know, we were just back at, at the Jack, and we did a, a bash at Byron's house. Uh, the tech stuff on that didn't work out as well as we'd hoped, but we met a lot of great people. And some of them that we met are these three characters uh, from Alaska, Jason, Tom, and Shane from Big J's Barbecue. And let Bears Den. It's Bears Den. Bear, yeah, I was getting to that. Oh, yeah. sorry. That's all right. And the Bears Den Barbecue, and they competed in the Jack, and it was their first time to compete at the Jack. Guys, welcome. Thank you. So, first of all, like I said when we were talking back there, people don't normally think of competitive barbecue in Alaska. I mean, I don't know why. It makes sense to me, but then a lot of things make sense to me that don't make sense to other people. But, um, you know, Jason, when you when you and you've got a, a barbecue company up there, how did you get all involved in this? You're going to kind of sound like you're going to repeat the story from what we did in in uh, uh, in Tennessee. But these folks probably haven't heard much of it. Uh, you know, I started watching that Pitmaster show and it really, it really got me uh, interested in the sport. And I just kind of started watching that and started um, competing and. Uh, we had a barbecue association up there in the Fairbanks that, um, well, they pretty much everyone moved away and left it to us to to take over. So we've kind of took it over and you know kept it going. And we have about three or three good KCBS style events a year is what we're trying to go for, and a lot of SEA events up here. So do you have a lot of interest in it though? I mean, not really. <laughs> <laughs> it's scattered, but you you have a lot at different times because you have a lot of military presence up here. Uh -huh. So you'll have guys that might get into it, but then they're only here for a couple of years and they, they leave. Right. Right. Doing well, they get it's really hard too, because everyone, you know, you got to compete with fishing, camping, honeydew lists, stuff like that. So it's, it's hard to get people to come out and give a weekend up for uh, yeah. a style event. I would think you'd probably get a lot of volunteers to get out of that honeydew list deal. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but that would be the top one to scratch off. But as far as camping, hunting, and fishing, maybe not so much. Do you when you do uh your KCBS or your SCA events there, how's the turnout? And is the public 
I mean, these things take a lot of, a long time to develop. You don't just do it, go bingo, bango, bongo, and they're right there. Is it starting to grow? It feels like it is. Um, we have an event um, at the beginning of, of, well, it's in April. It's called the Breakup Shakeup, and that's our biggest one usually. We have, uh, I think the most we've had was what, like, it's like 15, 16 teams last year. 15, 16 teams. Harry Sue came up for it and uh, hung out, and it was pretty cool. That the was our biggest is, one. I think we had about 16 teams. The wearing his hat? Yeah. Uh, what did he? Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I tried to set him up with a new hat deal because I used to be in that business, but oh. I don't know if he ever got it done because I keep telling Harry, that's not the way Cowboys wear their hats, but it's, it's you know, <laughs> that's his deal. So... <clears throat> So how did how did you get invited to the Jack? Well, we um, competing in the state championship up here. That's the one event that we have that gives us the opportunity to go to the Jack. Mm -hmm. and, uh, we won our state championship this year and got the invite, and then started the planning from there. And luckily, we had a bunch of sponsors. Um, the company me and Shane work for, uh, Three Bears Alaska, jumped on board and uh, sponsored to get us down there. So when you went, I, I know you you probably borrowed grills and smokers or whatever you were using, but Absolutely. did you take like your own knives and stuff? We did. Uh, we all three took a lot of different stuff, some seasonings, uh, whatever we could pack in the bags, um, get two free bags with Alaska Airlines. So yep. uh, it worked out pretty good. We could pack all that. And then we had a lot of things shipped. Uh, Rick Morris um, was our ambassador down there, kind of sponsored us with his barbecue trailer and mm -hmm. anything else that we needed uh, there at his house for the first couple of days. So it worked out really nice. Uh, Pam Hess actually set us up with him and uh, he took care of everything we needed. It was a huge help. What did you learn? I'm going to go to each one of you on this. So I'll start with Mr. Talkative over there on my left, Shane. Uh, what's, what's the biggest thing you learned on this whole trip? Uh, Speak up. <clears throat> I mean, after drinking after we're done <laughs> drink when you're done cooking okay <laughs> jason what'd you learn i learned how much fun that really was like i mean i was kind of getting burnt out on the competitive side of this of the kcbs stuff but this really reignited that uh, passion so i think i learned how to have fun at an event again mostly because i'm not the one throwing it <laughs> yeah well, and you're at the top. Yeah. You, you don't get higher than that. You know, I mean, the, there's arguments that have been for years, which is better, the Royal, the Jack, some of the other cookoffs, Memphis in May. But to me, they're all on that same level, the Jack being a little higher because it's a invite only type thing. So you, you, you went from Wasilla to the top of the world there. Yeah. yeah. Tom, what about you? What did you learn? Uh, how I, I learned that what we do in Alaska with the events um, the, at, at the level we're at here competing, uh, things are relatively simple, uh, getting things there. The logistics side of getting somewhere to the lower 48 for us up here, um, and I'm sure you know, the international teams would probably agree, um, there's a lot more involved in just getting there, just, just being able to get there and actually compete. Um, is a huge task, uh, but seeing that level of, of competition and the teams that were there and 
and how open and friendly everybody was. Uh, the barbecue community itself is is just amazing. I mean, you you get a chance to talk to people and they're and they're right there with you, talking to you, sharing ideas. Um, everybody just was willing to help. If you need anything, hey, come ask. Um, so I, I think the biggest thing for me was just um, the camaraderie that's actually within that whole community was incredible. Out of Byron's, uh, meeting you guys, it, it was awesome. just it was absolutely amazing so cool. experience for something. It could be a once in a lifetime experience for for anybody, but getting to see how people actually react down there to get even one call on on a category um, is absolutely huge to be in that top ten. Oh yeah! Um, so it was an amazing experience for us. I noticed that you you had your picture taken with Leanne, but you didn't want one with me. I wonder why that is. I don't know. I, I was wondering that the other day how we didn't get one with you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Next time we cross paths, we'll do that. Okay. Absolutely. Maybe I'll come up and go go fishing with you. Yes. Um, you know, you talk about getting there and the camaraderie. I noticed that while we were standing there talking to, to Jason, they brought over one of the, well, it's right behind you, I think. Jason, one of the barrel heads. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody was walking around getting the other teams to sign their, you know, their barrel head and this type of thing. And and that kind of told me a lot about, like you said, Tom, the the camaraderie. You know, there uh I grew up in another competitive world and you you never shared a secret ever. You know, it was just <laughs> wasn't done. And when I got into barbecue and saw how open and friendly the folks were. It was it, it kind of set me back a little bit because, yeah. you know, if you ask a question, you'll get an answer. Absolutely. And and I think that's one of the cool things about it. And that doesn't matter whether it's KCBS or SCA or any of that. I think people are always willing to share and, you know, back and forth. They pick up stuff from you, things they've never seen or done like that. So I think that's a, that's one of the good things about it. How would you rate your trip overall? On a scale of one to ten. Fifteen. Yeah. It was amazing. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah look at old Rose Cheeks over there sitting in the corner, you know. He was <laughs> doing the drinking thing afterwards. I, did you get that cover chain? You get you get you got that handled? Oh yeah. 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 yeah we, we learned our lesson a couple of years ago on that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You guys have to pack him to the truck or anything? Well, we didn't have far to go to the motorhome, so we were pretty. <laughs> okay. Well, just just checking on him. I like that kid. You know, he's good. He he takes all the guff I give him pretty well. Are you are you going to be able to use what you learned there, like Jason, when you come back and do your, you know, at the barbecue company? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll have those cones out here. Um, hopefully, November fourth, we're going to do a little unveiling we're gonna have the, the pork uh for people to try out and uh some cones too yeah yeah well that's pretty cool i mean yeah. um did i gotta ask you did you guys eat a turkey leg while you were there there was an old guy in a school bus that had turkey legs i actually found him and ate one and they were pretty good oh really yeah i did have one oh. it looked good on the beards yeah because <laughs> it looked good on my shirt so I know it looked good on the beards, man. It, it was probably really next year. Yeah, do that. Are you planning on taking a run at it again next year? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. How long do you think you? How long do you think you can keep this up? Yeah. Till they till they tell you to go home. I guess. Yeah. I guess till I'm in a wheelchair at least. 
Okay. Can you <laughs> can you fish in Alaska in a wheelchair? You can. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, that's okay. All right. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna be back with Jason, Tom, and Shane. Um Jason is the proprietor of Big J's Barbecue up in Wasilla, Alaska, and these other two yahoos tag along and, and poke him with a bear, or they poke the bear, I should say. Anyway, we're going to be right back. Uh, don't go with us. You're listening to Barbecue Nation on the USA Radio Network. everybody it's jt and this is a special version of barbecue nation it is brought to you in part by painted hills natural beef beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends that's painted hills natural beef welcome back to barbecue nation i'm jt leanne is off across the pond this week so i'm flying solo um it's really easy to get in contact with us. Just go to the easiest way is to go to barbecuenationjt.com. There's a little thing down there, a little info thing you can fill out that comes directly to me. Or, and if it's more um, geared towards Leanne, I usually, well, I usually send her the ones that people aren't very friendly in. I send her those. She can deal with those. And I take the real happy campers. Anyway, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we're all over the place and all the platforms that you usually listen to your podcasts on, on the podcast version of the show, like Apple, Captivate, iHeart, all of those were there. So we got the Bears Den here, right? How did you come up with that? Is that from the company that supports you? Uh, well, kind of how everything got started for us. Shane Shane did a competition one year um, in Houston, just a little place outside of Wasilla. And um, walked away with a win and pulled pork. And uh, the next year, I said, hey, I'll come out there and do it, too. So we started doing it. And then as we started learning and actually doing a little better, we had to come up with a team name. And we worked for Three Bears Alaska. So we just kind of said, hey, you know, Bears Den, Bears Den Barbecue sounds good. So we did that. And, and then the company jumped on board. And they've kind of sponsored us uh, with entry fees and things throughout. and. Then with this one, they just jumped in feet first and, and we're ready. Oh, uh, good for them. Yeah, it, it's really, really been great, the support we've gotten with it. Um, so we, we've we been competing like that. And and then we, uh, you know, with Jason doing what he does with the barbecue company, his, his barbecue business and everything, it just fit. And we all get along really well and and uh, work well together. So we all kind of have something we, we do. Like Shane, he's a meat cutter. So... I mean, he can take care of the meat and do trimming and do all kinds of stuff way quicker than what we can. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, we, we all just kind of pitch in and, and go after it as quick as we can. Works out great for us. Good. Now, Shane, you're going to have to talk on this one. I'm telling you, as a professional meat cutter, did it, first of all, when you first saw people cutting up and, and, and trimming briskets and stuff for competition, did it make sense to you? And then what did you bring from your, you know, everyday life as a meat cutter to the table, so to speak, and in trimming and prepping the meats for competition? I would say competition trim made absolutely no sense to me right <laughs> off the bat. Yeah. There's so much waste that goes into <laughs> what you do for just the competition look. Um, and then what I bring, I, I have a pretty good eye for what is quality meat. 
and I'm able to trim trim very effectively um, to like turn in like the money muscle off the pork or sure. get the brisket fat lined out right um, or trimming chicken like chicken wings. I, I did pretty good with the skins this year, peeling that yeah. stuff off. So I'm able to bring that. What what do you guys use? Do you use parsley or whatever in your boxes? And the reason I ask this is I when I was wandering around out there one day, I saw the guys, uh, a team out of, uh, well, they're between Houston and Beaumont, Texas, but they were using kale. And I thought, wow, somebody found a real use for kale, you know, because. <laughs> yeah, that's actually, that that's actually what me and Shane have used more than anything was kale. Um some of the teams up here, we've seen them using green leaf lettuce. They wrap it in saran wrap and then slice it to the thickness you want for your box and then put four rounds in there and, and get it. And it looks really clean. And that's actually um, what we did this year. We got the green leaf lettuce down there. Uh-huh. Yeah, Jason Jason had those boxes looking pristine with that. So he had messed with that before. Normally, me and Shane are sitting there tearing all the leaves off the, the kale and getting them in there as best we can. So there, yeah. there were... There were four guys sitting on the, the the Texas team I was talking about. There were four guys sitting like at a picnic table, and they had this big case, two of them actually, of kale, right? And they're just what you were saying there, Tom. They're pulling little this and that, and I'm and I'm standing there looking at them, and I'm kind of chuckling, and they look at me like, "What are you laughing at?" You know? <laughs> and and I thought, well, and I. Of course, being the professional smartass that I am, I said, well, we finally found a good use for kale. And some of them laughed and some of them were like, why? I eat this stuff all the time. Well, I feel sorry <laughs> for you, you know, like that. Did it take you a while when you started to, if 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 you hadn't been down to the lower 48 and seen a competition, I'm, you know, you probably saw videos on YouTube, you saw different things like that. But until you actually saw one live, to see how they prep their boxes, how they trimmed to drive Shane nuts. Um, you know, that type of thing, because I agree with it. I mean, I've had, uh, now I don't compete. I had enough competition in my life, my other job, but, um, I, I do events with people and different things like that. And you get somebody up there and the professional meat cutters say the same thing that Shane does. God, you guys waste a ton. You know, and I'm kind of in that boat, but I know they're looking for that perfect look. So if you hadn't really seen that in person before, how did how did you adapt to that? Same way, Jason. I mean, he was watching video, watching YouTube videos, looking up uh, trimming brisket and uh, competition chicken things like that. Just did searches on it and find them, and we watched the videos and then uh, trial and error practicing and. Okay, shout out to Harry Sue because a lot of this stuff, uh, he came up and gave us a little class too. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. You know, um, I don't know what they sell in the stores up there, but but Shane, do they sell just like the flats? Yeah, uh, cool. we, we sell primarily whole, the whole, yeah, the whole we, packer. All my meat guys will <clears throat> split them for them. I'm the buyer for three bears. I okay. All right. That's kind of how I, me and Shane got to be friends. Is, um, I would have, I used to always have them split my point from my flat because uh, right. it was cooked faster and I always thought it was better bark and stuff. So they cut and wrap for free. I was like, hey, do you guys mind separating them? So they, they've done, I don't know, countless briskets for me that way. Sure. Well, it's a lot of work too. I mean, if you don't do it on a daily basis, 
Um, you know, it, it takes a little while to get a handle on that because pretty soon you're stabbing it and you're, you know, you're like Hitchcock movie stuff because it's not working. But, you know, you learn how to do that and it works out pretty good. We are going to take another break and uh, we're going to be back from with the boys from Bear's Den Barbecue Competition Team, Jason, Tom, and Shane. And uh, Jason, of course, has um, Big J's Barbecue in Wasilla. And if you know that name Wasilla rings the bell, there'll be a test on it later. Anyway, we're going to be right back. Don't go away. Hey, are you ready to fire up your grill and get ready to taste the difference this spring and summer? Hi, I'm JT, and I'm thrilled to announce our further collaboration with Painted Hills Natural Beef to bring you your best barbecue experience. As a special treat, Barbecue Nation listeners get a 15% off discount by just typing in the code Barbecue Nation when you check out. So all you got to do is go to the Painted Hills Natural Beef website, click on the store, place your order, and when it has discount or code at the bottom, type in BBQ Nation. Don't miss out on this really juicy deal from Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT with the rest of the crew here, and we'd like to thank the guys for staying with us today from uh, Bears Den Barbecue. We'd also like to thank Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef the way nature intended. If you do not have Painted Hills in your area, you can go online. They've created kind of a nifty little online store, and if you want to order something, that's fine. And before you check out, Here's the pitch in the coupon area or code, just type in BBQ Nation. That's all you do, BBQ Nation, and they will ship it right to you. Um, you get 15% off for that. And also, pig powder, we talked about it earlier in the show. Uh, Trim Tabs pig powder uh, was developed by Jim Tab, that's uh, Leanne's father. And uh, it actually won the best rub on the planet award. And it's used by winning pit masters for a long time now. You can find it online in, in some uh, selective stores around. All you got to do is go to pigpowder.com. Uh, Leanne will tell you that she uses <coughs> Byron's butt rub and combines her pig powder with it. And that's what she uses in competition. So little little footnote there for you guys like that. Yeah. evidently it works she still wins once in a while when she goes out there so if you had anything to and i'll get an answer from each of you on this if you had anything to change something you saw something you did um uh, uh the way things turned out for you what would be one thing that you might change in what your team does we'll start with tom um far as change I'd, I'd say <clears throat> our timing on starting when when we started um we we kind of maybe over shot a, a little too early getting started on the the brisket and the pulled pork mm -hmm. uh, i mean obviously the pork turned out fantastic uh it can hold a little better uh brisket sometimes even holding it in in a cambro it, it tends to tighten up a little bit on you right so i i think that's probably the biggest thing I would change is just getting just adjusting our times a little bit to where we had our start cook set up and everything else seemed to work out pretty smooth. Um, 
we didn't have any problems with turn-ins or anything. Every, every, we had everything pretty pretty set with that. So, did you make Shane easy. run? Was Shane the runner? Uh, actually, I did. Okay. I walked so yeah. fast. I mean, I have long <laughs> legs, and I was like, "Slow down!" He's always yelling at me to slow down. So, the well, old dad walks faster. <laughs> that's that army training. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. yeah, my dad was in the army, and. uh I learned how to march very early in my life like that. Um, Jason, what did, what did you think? Is there one thing that you can uh, put your finger on that you might change or do a little differently? More sleep. <laughs> Trying to get more sleep. Well, that isn't going to happen, so give no. up on that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we had too much fun. I mean, it was we had a great time. So, I mean, there's not much I, I would say we changed about it other than uh, – Trying to get to bed earlier, and uh, so time management is, yeah. is key. So. Well, I think it's like being a freshman in college, kind of. You know, you, you get there, your eyes are kind of big, you're meeting all these people, you're doing fun stuff, and pretty soon it's four in the morning, and you got to get up, you know, like that. Next year, you guys go back here in sophomore year, you'll be much better. All right, Shane, Mr. Talker, jump in here, buddy. What was one thing that you would change? I would, uh, we had an Oklahoma Joe available to us and i think i would have brought i would have brought that along if, yeah if we could do it again i would have brought that with us that's what we cook on up here and i, I think it would have been nice to have that with us yeah. so what what all did you cook on did you just do uh barrels or what no nah, we actually we actually uh we were actually old school down there we cooked all night um we, we didn't sleep so uh yeah. We had we had a uh, Rick Morris hooked us up with his uh, trailer. He had a whole barbecue trailer set up right. with a big reverse flow offset smoker. So we we used an offset the whole time. We did the wings on a Weber. Yeah, kettle. did the wings on a Weber kettle. Weber kettle like that. How did you feel your scores were? Because everybody gets scored there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think the scores were good. They weren't where we wanted to be or feel we could be right um, the, the chick like the chicken and the and the brisket we didn't fare as well on um was pretty happy with i mean you had to be happy with the seventh place in pork um we were 29th in sauce so that we were actually pretty happy with that because that's something we really hadn't done before right uh, obviously dessert um that was kind of a last minute whim i actually had to email pam and ask her hey i didn't sign up for the dessert but could we go ahead and get into that <laughs> And gave, I asked Jason if he'd be willing to do something that they, they do up here frequent. So we just had to make some changes and come up with some different ideas specific to the Jack, which it worked out obviously great. Um, as far as the, the ribs, um, I think we could have definitely done a little bit better. Um, it, part of it was, you know, the learning on a different, we, we, none of us had used a, a reverse flow that big. Right. Um, I mean, we literally use Oklahoma Joe Highlands is what we use. Jason's tinkered around with barrels, the drums and such, but uh, um, it was a learning curve with that trying to get it, get it right. But it, it ran great the whole time. It just, it just had me tending fire literally the whole night. So did uh, you get one call or two? Two. Uh, we actually got first in dessert and took seventh in pork. That's what I thought. But yeah. yeah, you know, for a first time crew, that's pretty damn good, really. Oh, we were we were very happy. Very happy yeah. Yeah. Excited. Did Shane get excited at all, or did he just continue <laughs> drinking? I was pretty pumped about that. Were you? Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. Good. Well, I know. Um, 
when you when you're kind of on the outside and and I got all the printouts of all the different scores and stuff like that and I was I know the Polish team because they were on the deal we did it at Byron's too they were not they didn't fare very well I'm not picking on them but um they I stopped by there when I stopped by and saw you Jason on Friday and did that and they were making some stock and the guy said, well, we do this and we put some butter in it and that's what we inject in here. And, and I thought that's probably a lovely tasting chicken, but I'm not sure that's going to do for these guys up on the hill, so to speak, you know, like that. And, uh, but they were, if they're happy with it, they can do it. They were tickled to be there. <clears throat> but I think, um, I think when you're competing at that level, you have to pay attention. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sure excuse me it's a um, lot more it's a lot more than what i mean we've done competitions up here like, it's not the same up here obviously as if we were in houston or yeah Kansas city or, or virginia or somewhere where they're doing a lot of competitions and, and the different levels of the, the amount of competition that's their competitors that are there but as as far as for us i mean it was seeing what other people are doing and and kind of trying to not change what we did we actually had some advice from uh, one of the teams up here that's really good up here, um, he told us, you know, go down there and do what you guys do. Don't change what you do based on the level of competition you're going against. Right. Uh, so it, it gave us the opportunity to do what we did, uh, but we and we did we did not inject our chicken. Something we'll, we'll definitely be doing from now on. Um, it wasn't dry. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't probably where it should have been. Sure. Um, little things like that that we were able to pick up on and see what other people were doing and and uh it's just too. yeah the brisket too it just it's so there was so much to take in um i mean just being there it, it took a while just surreal even being there but to, to set and see what everybody's doing and walk around see the other teams and what they're cooking on um it's it's a a, a huge intake of information all at once so it just kind of floods you and then then we sit back and then after we got back it's been we've kind of been talking about it off and on just the different things that we've seen and things that we want to do. and Right. Yeah. yeah it's a different world. It um, is. You know, we've talked about it, you know, forever on the show, but if you're competing like that, the product that you're turning into the competition to the judges is probably not what you're going to serve at home on a regular basis, you know, because they're, they're going for that one bite. Gotcha you know, on their palate. And that one rings a bell to them like that or rings their bell. And uh, I don't know is uh, a lot of people really have that concept yet. They're working on it and uh, we preach it a lot on this show, but uh, what you're going to do at home, what you're going to do in the restaurant or the barbecue business, you know, is not going to be the same. Now I've had some people on the show say, Oh, it's absolutely the same. And I thought, well, if you did that, you probably don't do a hell of a lot of catering jobs because they probably hire you once and then they don't do it the next time because it's too strong. The flavor <laughs> profiles are too strong. And, and uh, you know, but live and learn. People certainly can do what they wish. Are you going to look at changing your flavor profiles at all? Or are you going to stay with the basic profile and then kind of look at enhancing it as you go forward? I, I think for the brisket, it'll probably be the one that enhancing more so um chicken chicken we like the flavor profiles that we've got just needed to be a little stronger i think 
Yeah. I think that's that's part of it. Uh saucing <clears throat> saucing things, and that's one of the things that we have been working on and adjusting because our ribs sometimes it was a little too thick. So you get it just it looks great, but it's too much sauce on there for the judges. We've gotten that comment. Um as far as our we never sauce our pulled pork. The the, yeah. the the pork that we turned in down there was not sauce. Um and we find that actually works out the best. So. I think I think that works out the best, uh, Tom, for really a lot of people, because if they want sauce, the way I look at it is right on the side. it's over on the side and you can put as much of that stuff on there as you want. Yeah. Um, sometimes I will in my in my personal life and when I'm doing TV stuff, I'll I'll put a little tiny thin glaze on it and <coughs> make make it kind of shiny. So it's pretty for yeah. the camera. Yeah. Um, but that's not how you will get them if you come to my house. You know, right. there'll be a bucket of sauce over there with a mop and ladle and whatever you want. But, you you know, I'm not going to sauce them up. You're, you're going to have to do that. Yep. Uh, we got to take one more break here on Barbecue Nation. Come back and wrap up the show. And the guys are going to stay with me for after hours and the lightning round. So we're talking to Bear Den team from Wasilla, Alaska. We're going to talk about Wasilla, too, or Wasilla, however you pronounce it. But we're going to take a break. We're going to be right back after this. Don't go away. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to the nation. That's Barbecue Nation. I'm JT. Ms. Whippin is... uh, I think she went to a wedding and then had a couple of competitions she was judging or something over in England. I, seriously, I don't know exactly what she was doing. I know she was just excited to go, and I was excited to see her go. So uh, that was all it. And don't don't forget, you can contact us. Just go to the Barbecue Nation JT website. There's a contact form there. Um, you can do that, or you can send it like an info to the Cowboy Cook. One of those deals here. So we got Tom, Shane, Shane, and Jason with us. Did you buy enough candy for the parade? I was looking at those pictures, and and Jason, your hand was down in this bag, but that bag was bulging, man. And I was like, you know, there was twenty seven. Um, you seen the size of his hand, though, right? <laughs> yeah, I have. There, yeah, that's part of the bear thing, I think. But yeah. you know, you know, I was I was looking at that today, and I went. Holy crap. They still, I was kind of at the end of the parade route and there, you still had a half a bag of candy there. <laughs> I had mailed a few kids in the head on accident. <laughs> I saw some, I saw some older ladies out there. Uh, Cause some of the little kids and their moms were there and they, they already had a, a pretty good pouch full of candy and that they were just leaving some on the street. Some of these old ladies were coming in kind of elbowing their way through the line and pick, <laughs> picking up that candy on the street like that. That, that was pretty good. So um, in, how did you all end up in Wasilla or thereabouts? Well, myself, um, I got stationed up here in the army. Right. Uh, and then got back once and then came back up again. And, uh, I retired up here, knew it was where I wanted to stay. I love it out the outdoors and, and the opportunities up here. And, and Jason, I, um, I lived in Anchorage for a long time and 
it's just it's well still it's so much cheaper and you get a lot more land for what uh for what um for the dollar yeah and acreage is kind of turned into uh a cesspool it's it's kind of like they call it low sink low sink it's turning into like uh turning into portland and seattle yeah (laughs) pretty much yeah that's unfortunate my god how about you shane i'm born and raised right here you gonna stay there i don't have any plans on leaving that a boy that a boy well i gotta tell you the one time i was in alaska i loved it it was beautiful um ran into some kind of gnarly sled dogs um but that's a different story for a bar some night, but, uh, did that. And then the fishing on the Kenai, I think I told you, we fished all day. The guy I was with, we, ne- we never even got a strike or a bite or anything. And we were properly hung over, but, uh, some guy and his daughter, they, they hooked one and that was the only one they hooked. All I know is I got really sunburned and really dehydrated out there all day long. <laughs> so but we'll give that another shot one of these days. Um, is the your guys' success at the Jack and you just being there and competing, is, do you think that's going to help uh, grow, expand the the barbecue competitions in your area? I hope so. I hope so. We're trying really hard to get uh, <clears throat> new, new fresh blood in there. We got to Speaking of uh, Kenai, we got a whole new uh, group of people down there that are doing a bunch of competitions now down there. So um, hopefully we'll see some of them will come up this way and we'll be, we're going to definitely try and make it down that way as much as possible. It's beautiful down there and we love it. How far, what's the distance? Uh, about three hour drive. Yeah, about three hour drive. That's not bad. Uh, it's a beautiful drive too. Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. I mean, when some of these people drive 17, 18 hours yeah. to get, to a competition, you know, they live in Georgia and they drive to drive to Missouri or Colorado or someplace. I mean, um, that's a little far for you guys at times, but I would think that a three or four hour drive isn't that bad to to go to a comp. Uh, we did for our state competition this year. We we drove uh, about six hours to get up to Delta Junction. So. And, and how far are you from um, Anchorage? Uh, about forty five minutes. Oh, not bad. About- yeah. yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. For everyone from Anchorage is moving out here. Right. Yeah. And what about Juno? Juno's a flight. That's a flight. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Well, you can take a you have to take or a ferry. ferry. Yeah. I get it. Okay. I I'm usually pretty good at geography from all my travels, but um uh, that whole Alaska trip was a bit of a blur for me back then. <laughs> <laughs> a little foggy, you might say, like that. Um if you had your choice if you had your um you know your level your something your goal uh, is the word i'm looking for how big would you like to see the competition barbecue circuit become in alaska and the other thing is could you do it in the winter time up there you can um i mean it's a little different doing it in the winter time we we do we we cook all year round um yeah. obviously Jason does for his business and uh me and Shane, we do I like our company, our corporate office Christmas party. And last year we did four prime rib uh, and it was neg 26 um, on those highlands, those, those offsets. Uh, we don't put a blanket or anything over. You just burn a little bit more fuel, but uh, you, you just have to, a lot of inside and outside trips. Right. 
Right. We've the, been talking about doing like um they used to do this thing in Fairbanks called the barbecue, and it was yeah, just quick cokes like uh tar- like a uh, uh, Cornish hands or tri tip or steak. Yeah. It might be good for a steak uh, SCA kind of thing. But the the big four, I, I couldn't see stand staying there all night for a brisket or a pork butt. No, um, that might be a little rough. Yeah, but. Yeah, you could see some quick cooks, like you said. I think that would probably probably work out pretty good. But, you know, you, you never know what people will do. Uh, one of the questions I used to ask uh, in the after-hour segment coming up is, what's the worst place you ever had to cook or have you ever cooked in a snowstorm in your underwear? <laughs> you guys could actually answer that question. Most people go, oh, I don't know, you know, like that. But uh, uh, Chris Lilly told us one time that, yeah, he did cook in his underwear and they were at the Jack and they had a storm come in and he got his kid out of the front of the truck and him out of the camper or whatever they had. And they were out there in their underwear trying to keep the fire going and set the tent back up because it had blown over. So maybe you guys can top that story next time you're on the show. All right. Yeah. You think that'd work for you? Oh, I think so. I think so. Uh, but like I was saying, what's your what's your ultimate goal? Would you like to get fifty teams in Alaska? That'd be awesome. Oh yeah, we would love to be able to see teams like that. We could get up to get twenty five. So twenty five. Yeah. Royale invite. Yeah, twenty five would be fantastic to be able to get as well. Guys, uh, thank you for being with us. And like I said, the, the guys are going to stay with us for after hours. But I'm actually proud of you. And I was very happy to meet you back there. And um, I I think I could say a job well done for you for your first trip there. Thank you. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Yeah, it was good. Uh, we'll be back next week with another edition of Barbecue Nation. Maybe Miss Whippin will be back from across the pond. I have no idea. Uh, but until then, we thank you for listening. And remember our motto here, turn it, don't burn it. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.